0: Hey everyone, this is George Soto, and you're watching Startups Unedited. Well, San Diego, why don't we talk a little bit about your professional background? How did you actually get into venture investing? You're at one of the top enterprise-focused firms in Silicon Valley, Emergence Capital. Uh, yeah, if you don't take a, if you don't mind taking a second just to kind of, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Sure, and and this is probably the entrepreneur in me. Uh, That got me here because, I mean, I was born and raised in Argentina, started a company in Argentina, and then things were not going that well in Argentina. So by nature of uh, our decision-making process, we were either going to shut down the company or try to do something elsewhere. And we came to the U.S., things were going well, and we discovered California by chance. And that's when, with my co-founder, we decided this is where we want to be. And we sold the company, and then we moved to California. And when I talked to a lot of people about getting into venture, what they would say, uh, and they were very straightforward to me, it's, there are not a lot of Latinos in venture. So don't waste a lot of your time. Chances are you're not going to get into venture. And that was the entrepreneur, Latino stubbornness. And it's like, okay, just keep on telling me no, and I'm going to prove you wrong. It's like I had conviction and I kept on trying and that's how I connected with emergence and this was back in 2010 and I started here without knowing what venture was gonna look like for me and I've been here for six years even though original plan was to do this for two years and then start another company Um, so it's a random path but I feel the the entrepreneurial mindset of having that deep conviction and listening and hearing a lot of people telling you, no, that's impossible. It's not going to happen. But your conviction is what's driving you. And then eventually you get there.
0: Is I mean, that's what's so amazing. So as you know, we were conducting uh filming or, or filming a documentary over the the last few weeks and we were really trying to discover what is it to like to be a, a startup founder what is that that energy what is that experience like and what we realized it's man it's really a lot about that grit and grime and just just determination and really wanting to never never give up and never you know never uh you know sort of um you know, I guess also look at it like prove others wrong sometimes, right? Like yeah. this idea will work, you know, yeah. T- tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a, a venture investor and someone who, you know, is working with entrepreneurs all the time. How do you actually start to understand which, which are the, the founders that, that, that are actually the real deal?
1: Yeah. And, and that's interesting because now that I'm on the other side, I'm the one telling a lot of entrepreneurs, this is not going to work. And, and, and that's when you see the difference between the ones who are going to make it work and the ones who are going to give up. Entrepreneurship, it's, it's about grit. I mean, you hear all these like, stories of glory and success, but those are just a few entrepreneurs, and in order to get there, they had to go through a painful path, and, and they kept going. So as an investor, what I try to figure out when I'm spending time with an entrepreneur is do they have what it takes to go through all the ups and downs that are going to be required to build a successful business? Or are they going to give up the first time that a customer tells them, oh, I don't like your product. There's another product that's a lot better and cheaper. Are you going to give up there? Or are you going to prove them wrong and come back and tell them, look, You made a mistake. You should use my product. Uh, And and that's hard to assess. The only way to assess that is to spend time with the entrepreneurs. And what I tell a lot of these entrepreneurs is that they're going to talk to 10 different investors. They're going to get 15 contradicting opinions. They should take whatever works for them. But at the end of the day, it's their company. So it's up to them to decide what works for them. And what's a conviction level that's going to get them to a successful company?
0: You know, that really resonates with me also, because I think it's not only about building a business, but building the right type of business that works for you and that you're willing to be married to for, who knows, five years, 10 years. You know, I mean, you look at some of these businesses that have been around for a while that are just starting to see success. Now, InsideSales.com you know, that happens to be yeah. in the sales tech space, those folks out of Utah, Ken Krogue and those guys, you know, they've been at it for a very long time. And it's only now that the category has really emerged and has matured into this, you know, sales tech world. So that yeah. that really resonates. What would you say to a founder who's really trying to determine what idea to focus on? Is it a matter of just looking at a, a couple ideas and, and picking one? Or how do you actually start to say as a founder, that's the one that I'm going to go after. And that's the one I'm going to essentially suffer sometimes around. Yeah.
1: I mean, if I were to start another company now, the process that I would go through is I would start with, am I solving a big enough problem? Something that's not just going to take me to $10 million in ARR, but is this this a big enough problem that's going to affect Every company in the world, given that we're enterprise focused, that's how I think about that. And then the second criteria that I would apply is what if after five years of doing this, this fails? Would I still be, would I still feel rewarded and happy about doing it, about trying it? Or would I feel, oh, this was just a failure, a waste of time, a waste of five years of my life? So it's that combination between The idea needs to be big enough, but then you need to love the idea. You need to be passionate about the idea, and you need to be willing to work hard through ups and downs, even if the outcome is not the outcome that you're expecting. How do you... Well, what I was gonna say is, when I talk to entrepreneurs, I generally ask them the question, are you having fun doing what you're doing? And it seems like a superficial question, but I, I anticipate the reaction because if you're not having fun, then it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and how do you actually start to mentally prepare, right, and you know what I mean? Like, how do you mentally prepare for, this is gonna provide me a a number of variables that I'm not aware of, and the fact of the matter is there are gonna be some very, very, very painful moments how do I focus on the journey and not just the destination because the destination is so, is such a, uh, an unknown variable.
1: Yeah. Uh, Something that a lot of people take for granted or underestimate is the mentorship that they can get from people that are not necessarily the top people in their category. Everyone wants to talk to the, the top 10 entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley uh, they hope that they can get the best mentorship from them. Those people are busy. They have the wrong businesses to run, and they're probably mentoring a bunch of people. But then there are a lot of great entrepreneurs, even entrepreneurs who haven't been successful, that have a lot more value to add in those early days. Because when you're starting a company, you're not there yet. You're in the early stages. So finding those mentors in people who've been there, done that, recently is extremely valuable and those people are going to have extremely insightful recommendations, insightful questions, and they're going to spend the time that you need. So for me, it's having this network of mentors across stages is extremely critical because as a CEO and founder, you want to go to people and you want to be an open book. You don't want to be in sales mode. If you're talking to your investor, you're always posturing. I mean, most of the times it's about, okay, I'm going to be open, but not that open. Uh, so if you have this group of people that you can really be open with, they can challenge you, challenge your way of thinking, challenge your business, that's uh, that's extremely valuable. That's Awesome how do you start
0: to kind of understand when it's time to pivot? You know, because one of the things that I think I've seen is, and I've experienced myself is, you know, an entrepreneur who's so dead focused on a particular idea that they won't be flexible. And as a result, you know, it can be the the demise of the business. When you start to understand, Hey, you know what? I, I got a, you know, I, I have a responsibility also to all the other stakeholders within, uh, within my business and, and, you know, on the cap table.
1: Yeah, that's a tough question. And a lot of people would say, look at the metrics. If engagement is not there, if revenue is not there, then it's the right time to f- pivot. I would probably say that if, you, if your conviction has changed and you're no longer convinced that this is the right path, then that's the time to pivot. Because, of course, revenue is going to take longer to generate revenue. Engagement is going to take a few iterations to get the product right. So those metrics are indicators, but I wouldn't pivot just because the metrics are not there yet. I would pivot if my conviction has changed.
0: I love that conviction, because again, it, it's, it always maps back to these kind of like more esoteric things where grit oh, yeah. and conviction and energy and emotion and passion. And it's not necessarily at the end of the day about the, the, the metrics, because I, I guess the metrics are going to change and the trajectory of growth and et cetera will be volatile, irrespective of whatever you're focused on.
1: Yeah, And if your vision is big and you want to change the world. That's not going to happen in a few quarters. Yeah. It's going to take a long time. But if you have that conviction and people around the table share that conviction, uh, your team, your advisors, your investors, then keep going until you're not convinced. When you're not convinced, that's the time to reassess the direction of the business.
0: Now, Santiago, I have to ask as a serial founder, Who's pitched, you know, multiple investors over the years? I always scratch my head and I go, "Do they care about the idea or the or the team?" And my personal opinion, just having been a, a tech entrepreneur over ten years or so now. I I just have to always go back and say, it's all about the team. I mean, the, the, the products and the ideas don't end up mattering. I I think from my experience at the end of the day, because, you know, like even just a company that I'm involved with right now that I'm, um, you know, a major, you know, part of on the cap table, et cetera, they, you know, I've seen them go through you know three products already, and now they finally hit the the product that that is seeing the growth. And for me, that was all about team. That CEO over there, man, she just stuck with it and stuck with it and stuck with it, and is now starting to see some you know some success. What's your take on that? Is it team product? Do you agree with me, or
1: do you disagree? So I kind of agree, but I wouldn't call it team uh generally when 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 i think about team i think about the skills within that team what i mean what's their history which companies were they involved with before they decided to start this company for me it's like okay let's take that a level deeper and it's less about team and it's more about people i mean who are these people what's driving them what's i mean what keeps them up at night why are they doing this i mean if you're here uh, in Silicon Valley, you could be doing a lot of great things. So why have you decided to do this? Is it just because most of your friends are in startups and you want to be cool? Or is it because you really believe that the world needs what you're building? Uh, so that's why for me it's people, and it's it's tough to assess that in one meeting. I don't think you can, You so you need to spend time with, with people to understand what's, what's driving them, what makes them tick. And vice versa, as a founder, you should spend time with your potential investors because it's not investors, it's not money, it's not a firm, it's the people that you're going to be working with. Do you feel those people are going to give up on you the first time that you come up to a board meeting and say, I'm 40% below plan? What's going to happen? Or are you going to be able to call them with good news or bad news? Are they gonna be your first call? I mean, that's a test that I would apply if I were raising capital. Do I feel this partner or this this group of people are gonna understand when I call them with bad news? And are they gonna to try to fix the business or are they gonna to try to help me understand what I can do to make this better? So again, people is for me what matters at the end
0: of the day the human the, the human element absolutely Well, santiago not only
1: the Latino background it's like for me if the people element is not there then it's not worth spending the time
0: absolutely well thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it if people want to actually follow you on social media or reach you on any online channels what's the best social channel to reach you
1: on Twitter, SSUBO, and just call me, stop by the office, send me an email, call, whatever works for you. I get my energy from interacting with people like you. Uh, So keep it coming, I mean, this is what I love doing.
0: Awesome, well have a wonderful day. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, you too.